0: The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham Adapted by Bart Meehan Directed by Tony Turner With original music by Glenn Gore Phillips The cast includes Nicky Hunter as the narrator Elaine Noon as Mole Geoffrey Borney as Ratty Tony Turner as Toad Graham Robertson as Badger Nigel Powell Freeman as Otter Lainey Hart as the jailer's daughter and the bargewoman and Neil McLeod as the magistrate, the engine driver and the gypsy.
1: The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham A Paper Moon Theatre production in association with Artsound FM Episode 8 The Homecoming Ratty gripped Toad firmly by the scruff of the neck and hoisted him up onto the bank. Well, a right shambles you look. Is that a dress you're wearing?
2: Oh, Ratty, I've been through such times since I saw you last. You can't think. Such trials, such sufferings, and all of which I nobly bore, of course. And, and then there was such skate, such disguises, such subterfuges, and all so cleverly planned and carried out. Been in prison, got out of it, of course, been thrown into a canal, swam ashore, stole a horse, sold him for a large sum of money, humbugged everybody, made them all do exactly what I wanted. Oh, I am a smart toad. And no mistake. What do you think my last exploit was? Just hold on until I tell you. Clearly I went, uh,
3: none of it has changed you. Will you stop babbling for a minute so we can change you out of that old cotton? You look like a washerwoman. A washerwoman, yes. That was part of the brilliant plan. I Be so quiet, hard- Toad. There'll be plenty of time for your bragging when we get back to my
1: home by the time toad was washed and brushed up ratty had luncheon on the table simple fare but as usual toad was hungry and shovelled the food into his mouth while they talked and talked about all his adventures dwelling chiefly on his own cleverness and presence of mind in emergencies and cunning in tight places but the more he talked and boasted the more grave and silent the rat became. Mm,
2: A wonderful adventure.
3: Mm, Such fun.
1: Now, Toady, don't you
3: see what an awful ass you've made of yourself? By your own admission, you've been handcuffed, imprisoned, starved, chased, terrified out of your life, insulted, jeered at, and ignominiously flung into the water. Where's the amusement in that? Where does the fun come in? And all because you must needs go and steal a motor car. You know that you've never had anything but trouble from motor cars from the moment you first set eyes on one.
2: I suppose you are quite right, Betty. I've been a conceited old ass, I can quite see that. But now I'm going to be a good toad and not do it any more. As for motor cars, I've not been at all so keen about them since my last ducking in the river. The fact is, while I was under the water, I had a sudden idea, a really brilliant idea connected with motorboat. Oh, and then what you do. No, they're, there, they're there. Don't take on so, old chap. It was only an idea, and we won't talk any more about it now. We'll have our coffee and. Then I'm going to stroll quietly down to Toad Hall and get into clothes of my own and set things going again on the old lines. I've had enough of adventures. I shall lead a quiet, steady, respectable life, pottering about my property and improving it and doing a little landscape
3: gardening at times. Stroll quietly down to Toad Hall? What are you talking about? You mean to say you haven't heard? Heard what? About the stoats and weasels? They've taken Toad Hall. What? I I don't believe. I, I mean, how? Uh, why? When you disappeared, there was a good deal of talk. Not only along the riverside, but in the wild wood as well. Animals took sides. As always happens. The river bankers stuck up for you and said you were just having an adventure and would be home soon enough. But the wild wooders said hard things and they got very cocky and went about saying you were done for this time. You would never come back again. Never. Never. That's
2: the sort of nasty little beasts they
3: are. But but we backed you, Mole and Badger and me, through thick and thin. We said you'd come back. (laughs) Well, here you are. Well, I don't understand, Reggie. If you told them Well, they didn't listen, did they? They're weasels, after all. (laughs) Then one night, it was a very dark night, and blowing hard too, and raining simply cats and dogs, a band of weasels, armed to the teeth, crept up the carriage drive to the front entrance, while a troop of desperate ferrets advanced through the kitchen garden and a company of skirmishing stoats occupied the conservatory and the billiard room. Poor Mole and Badger were sitting by the fire in the smoking room, telling stories and suspecting nothing, for it wasn't a night for any animals to be out in, when those bloodthirsty villains broke down the doors and rushed in upon them from every side. They made the best fight they could. But what was the good? They were unarmed and taken by surprise. And what can two animals do against hundreds? They beat them severely with sticks and turned them out into the cold and wet with many insulting and uncalled-for remarks. And the Wild Wooders have been living in Toad Hall ever since. Oh, have they? Well, I'll soon see about that. It's no good, Toad. You'd better come
1: back and sit down. You'll only get into trouble. But the toad was off and there was no holding him. He marched rapidly down the road, a stick over his shoulder, fuming and muttering to himself in his anger. When he finally got near his front gate, a long yellow ferret with a gun popped up from behind a bush and demanded, Who goes there? Stubborn
2: nonsense! What do you mean by talking like that to me? Come out of that at once, or I...
1: The ferret didn't say a word, but he brought his gun up to his shoulder and bang, a bullet whistled over Toad's head. The startled Toad scrambled to his feet and scampered off down the road as hard as he could. And as he ran, he heard the ferret laughing and other horrid thin little laughs taking it up and carrying on the sound. Still, Toad was not inclined to give in all at once, so he got out Ratty's boat and set off rowing up the river to where the garden front of Toad Hall came down to the waterside. Arriving within sight of his old home, he surveyed the land cautiously. All seemed very peaceful and deserted and quiet. He could see the whole front of the hall glowing in the evening sunshine, the pigeons settling by twos and threes along the straight line of the roof. He would try the boathouse first, he thought. Very warily, he paddled up to the mouth of the creek and was just passing under the bridge when... a great stone dropped from above and smashed through the bottom of the boat. It filled and sank, and Toad found himself struggling in deep water. Looking up, he saw two stoats leaning over the parapet of the bridge and watching him with great glee and shouting it would be his head the next time. What did I tell you, Toad?
3: It's no good. They've got sentries posted and they're all armed. Oh, but no, you had to go and make a fool of yourself. And what's worse, you've lost me, my boat, and I was very fond of that boat. Really, you are the most trying of animals. It's a wonder you managed to keep your friends at all.
2: I'm sorry, Ratty. You're right. You're always right. I have been a headstrong and willful toad. Henceforth, believe me, I will be humble and submissive and we'll take no action with your sage advice and full approval.
3: If that's really so, then my advice to you is to sit down and have your supper, and be very patient. I'm convinced that we can do nothing until we've seen the Mole and the Badger and heard their latest news.
2: Oh, of course. How selfish of me not to ask before this. Where are dear Mole and Badger?
3: Well, may you ask. While you were gallivanting about the country having adventures, these two poor devoted animals have been camping out in the open in every sort of weather, living very rough by day and lying very hard by night, watching over your house, patrolling your boundaries, keeping a constant eye on the stoats and weasels, scheming and planning and contriving how to get your property back for you. You don't deserve to have such true and loyal friends. Some day, when it's too late, you'll be sorry you didn't value them more while you had them.
2: Yeah, I'm an ungrateful beast, I know. Let's go and find them straight away. Well, perhaps we'll have supper first, and then we won't waste a minute.
3: Hello, Ratty.
0: Ah, Toad, I see you're back. Uh, And eating as usual. Badger. I've missed you, old chap. I must tell you
2: about some of my adventures.
0: Mole. Sweet,
2: gentle mole. How wonderful to see you both. Oh, you look like a lot
0: of... like we've been sleeping rough.
4: It was quite awful, but there was nothing else to do.
0: Stout fellows. Who could ask for more
4: loyal friends? I should say welcome home, I suppose. But what's the point if there's no home to welcome
3: you You're in? rather low, Badger. You always are on an empty stomach. Have some supper and then we can talk. You too, Mole.
4: Yes, please. It's marvellous to have you back again, Mr Toad. I mean, we all heard the stories and never dreamed you'd escape. You must have been very clever. Oh, for
3: heaven's sake, don't encourage him,
2: Mole. Clever? Oh, no, I'm not not really clever, according to Ratty. I've only broken out of the strongest prison in England, that's all, and captured a railway train and escaped on it, that's all, and disguised myself and gone about the country humbugging everybody, that's all. Oh, oh no, I'm a stupid ass, I am. I'll tell you one or two of my little adventures, Mole, and you shall judge for yourself. There was Wonderful, one...
4: but can you do it while I eat? Not a bite since breakfast. Oh my, cold beef and pickles. Oh my, oh Look my. at what I have
2: here in my pocket. A pocket of silver coins. That's not bad for a few minutes' work, is it? And how do you think it was done, Mole? Horse-stealing.
4: Go on, Toad. Oh, my. These pills are delicious, aren't they, Mr Badger?
2: <coughs>
4: and let <coughs> me tell you
3: about the barge woman and how I got her revenge. do and be I'd... quiet, please. And I told you, don't you egg him on, Mole. You know what he's like once he starts. We'll never get to the important stuff. Now tell us... What's the position at Toad Hall?
4: The position's as bad as it can be. And as for what's to be done, why, blessed if I know. The badger and I have been round and round the place, by night and by day, always the same thing. Sentries posted everywhere, guns poked out at us, stones thrown at us. Always an animal on the lookout, and when they see us, my, how they do laugh. That's what annoyed us most, wasn't it, Mr. Badger?
3: It's a very difficult situation, but I think
4: I see now what Toad really ought to do. No, I'll tell he you. He ought... Nothing of the sort. No, no, he... You don't understand. He ought to. Well, I what shan't ought I ought do either, is... thing. I'm What's not going to do? be ordered about by you, sir. Look, he should. About he he Look, he should. My husband I he
1: should.
2: About, so it's fine. Exactly oh, be quiet,
0: all of you. That's better. I'm feeling like myself again. Lovely bit of pie, that rat. Now, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. Toad, you are a bad and troublesome little animal.
2: I think that's a little harsh, Badger. I mean, I have many good qualities, and for one Uh, thing, I can...
0: They are well hidden. What do you think your father, my old friend, would have said if he had been here tonight and had known of all your goings-on? Oh! there there stop crying toad we'll let bygones be bygones what the mole says is quite true the stoats are on guard at every point and they make the best sentinels in the world it's quite useless to think of attacking the place they're too strong for us then it's all over I'll never see my dear toad Hall oh, any more. Cheer up, Toadie. There are many ways of getting places back than taking it by storm. I haven't said my last word yet. I am going to tell you a great secret. There is an underground passage that leads from the river bank quite near here, right up into the middle of Toad Hall. Oh, nonsense, Badger. You've been listening to those
2: yarns they spin in the public houses round here. I know every inch of Toad Hall, inside and out. There's nothing of the sort, I do assure you.
0: My young friend, your father, who was a wonderful animal, a lot worthier than some others I know, was a particular friend of mine and told me a great deal he wouldn't have dreamt of telling you. "'He discovered that passage and cleaned it up "'because he thought it might come in useful some day. "'Don't let my son know about it,' he said. "'He's a good boy, but very light and volatile "'and simply cannot hold his tongue. "'If he's ever in a real fix, and it would be of use to him, "'you may tell him about the secret, but not before.' "'Well, perhaps I am a bit of a talker.' Uh, But
2: I'm a popular fellow with the gift of conversation. My friends all expect witty
3: stories, and I like toad. It's a pity you don't have the gift of silence. How is this passage going to help us, Badger?
0: I found out a thing or two lately. I got Otter to disguise himself as a sweep and call at the back door with brushes over his shoulder, asking for a job. "'There's going to be a big banquet tomorrow night. "'It's somebody's birthday, "'the chief weasels, I believe, "'and all the weasels will be gathered together "'in the dining hall, "'eating and drinking and laughing and carrying on, "'suspecting nothing. "'No guns, no swords, no sticks, "'no arms of any sort whatsoever.' But the sentinels will be posted as usual. Exactly! That's my point. The weasels will leave security to their trusted sentinels. And that is where the passage comes in. That very useful tunnel leads right up under the butler's pantry, next to the dining hall. Ah! That squeaky board in the butler's pantry.
2: Now we I understand we shall
4: creep out quietly into the butler's pantry. With our
0: pistols
3: and
4: swords and, and sticks
0: rush in upon them and
4: whack
3: and whack and whack em, and whack em. I'm a Steady Toad, you almost fell out of that chair.
0: Very well, then our plan is settled. Now it's off to bed for a good night's rest, and we'll make all arrangements in the morning.
1: Toad, of course, went off to bed dutifully with the rest, thinking he was much too excited to sleep, but the moment his head hit the pillow, he was snoring happily and dreaming of standing triumphantly in the dining room of Toad Hall. All his friends gathered round him saying, what a clever Toad he was. He slept till a late hour next morning, and by the time he got down he found that the other animals had finished their breakfast. The mole had slipped off somewhere by himself, without telling anyone where he was going to. The badger sat in the armchair, reading the paper and not concerning himself in the slightest about what was going to happen that very evening. The Rat, on the other hand, was running around the room busily with his arms full of weapons of every kind, distributing them in four little heaps on the floor.
3: Here's a sword for the Rat. Here's a sword for the Mole. Here's a sword for the Toad. Here's a sword for the Batter. Here's a pistol for the Rat. Here's a pistol for the Mole. Here's a pistol for the toad, here's a pistol for the badger.
0: Oh, that's all very well, Rat. I'm not blaming you, but just let us once get past the stoats with those detestable guns of theirs, and I assure you we shan't want any swords or pistols. Weasels are very cowardly things. We four, with our sticks, will clear the floor of the lot of them in five minutes. I dare say I could have done it all by myself, but only I didn't want to deprive you
3: fellows of the fun. It always pays to be on the safe side. Is there
2: any breakfast, Rattie?
3: There's some toast on the table. Uh, But there's no jam. Is jam all you can think about on a day like this?
2: Well, no. There's eggs and sausages and...
1: Ow! No. Yeah, at that moment, Mole came tumbling into the room, looking very pleased with himself. I've been having such fun. I've
4: been getting a rise out of the stoats.
1: I hope you work careful, Moley. I
3: can't afford any slip-up.
4: I should hope so, too. I got the idea when I went into the kitchen and found that old washerwoman dress that Toad came home in yesterday. I put it on, and the bonnet as well, and the shawl, and off I went to Toad Hall, as bold as you please. The sentries were on the lookout, of course, with their guns and their, who goes there, and all the rest of their nonsense. Good morning, gentlemen, I said, very respectful. Want any washing done today? They looked at me very proud and stiff and haughty, and said, go away, washerwoman, we don't do washing on duty or any other time I'd say by the look of you <laughs> some of the stoats turned quite pink and the sergeant in charge he said to me very short he said no run away my good woman run away don't keep my men idling and talking on their posts run away says I it won't be me that'll be running away in a very short time from now what what was that you were saying mo i could see them pricking up their ears and looking at each other and the sergeant said to them never mind her she doesn't know what she's talking about oh don't i said i well let me tell you this my daughter she washes for mr badger and that'll show you whether i know what i'm talking about and you'll know pretty soon too a hundred bloodthirsty badgers armed with rifles are going to attack Toad Hall this very night by way of the paddock. Six boatloads of rats with pistols and cutlasses will come up the river and land in the garden, while a picked body of toads known as the diehards or the death for glory toads will storm the orchard and carry everything before them, yelling for vengeance there won't be much left of you to wash by the time they're done unless you clear out now while you have the chance then i ran away and when i was out of sight i hid and presently i came creeping back along the ditch and took a peep at them through the hedge they were all nervous and flustered as could be running all ways at once and falling over each other and everyone giving orders to everybody else and not listening and the sergeant kept sending off parties of stoats to distant parts of the grounds, and then sending other fellows to fetch them back again. And I heard them saying to each other, That's just like the weasels. They'll be comfortable in the banqueting hall, feasting and singing songs. Songs while we're out here in the cold and the dark, being cut to pieces by bloodthirsty badgers.
2: Ha! <laughs> oh, you silly-ass mole. You've been and
4: spoilt
0: everything. Nonsense. Mole, I think you have more sense in your little finger than some other animals have in the whole of their fat bodies. You have created an excellent diversion for us. I am beginning to have great hopes for you. What do you think of your young friend, Ruddy?
3: Well, here's a belt for the rat. Here's a belt for the mole. What's it? Oh, oh yes, good work, Molly. Here's a belt for the Toad. Here's a belt for the Badger. The Here's Toad a stick was
1: simply for, for wild with jealousy the... about and all the praise excellent. being offered, yes, and yes. none of it to him, particularly as he couldn't, for the life of him, make out what the Mole had done that was so clever. But before he could show temper and expose himself to the Badger's sarcasm. The bell rang for lunch and he had to hurriedly finish his toast so he'd be ready for the next meal.